the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to another wonderful week here at the Girl Means Business podcast. I am so excited that you're back. And one of the things that I am loving every single week is seeing just how many of you are tuning in, downloading the episodes, and giving me some of your feedback on the episodes that you are loving the most. It's so amazing to me to see that this idea that I had for sharing my visions, my thoughts, my ideas, interviews with other amazing entrepreneurs, that you are loving it just as much as I am enjoying creating it for you. So thank you so much for tuning in each week. And if you haven't had a chance to leave me a quick review, I would really appreciate you heading over to iTunes. Just pop over there super fast, hit pause, and go leave me a quick review and let me know what you think of the podcast so far. Those reviews not only mean the world to me, but it helps other people listening to know what they can expect from this podcast. So if you haven't done that yet, please take a second to go leave me a quick review over on iTunes. I would so, so appreciate it. All right, guys, today I have my first double interview. I am chatting with Spencer and Jenna from Soul Meet Strategy. They are an amazing team. They work with business owners and entrepreneurs to optimize their businesses to help them become aligned, strategic, and profitable, and turning them into leaders in their community so that they can learn and earn in bigger ways. So today I sat down with Spencer and Jenna, and we talked all about leadership and profitability and what it means to create a business that not only earns you money, but helps you to feel good about the work that you're doing, that helps you to help others live the life they want to live. And it's kind of cool because it's the first time I've interviewed two people at once, and it's the first guy we've had on the show. So a lot of firsts in this episode. All right, guys. So I'm super excited for you to hear my interview with Spencer and Jenna. So let's dive in to all of the greatness now. Hey guys, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Jenna and Spencer, so excited to have you here. So tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got into what you're doing now. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us here. We're excited to hop on and give some value to your audience and share a little bit about our journey through this entrepreneurial realm. It's been <laughs> quite interesting. Um, we always like to say that you know people have that idea of entrepreneurship being that nice straight line where you're looking at a graph and it's a nice straight 45 degree all the way up. And what we've come to learn through ourselves, our own journey, as well as our clients, it's a little bit like a kitten playing with a ball of yarn where mm-hmm. it's all over the place. There's ups and downs, there's loops, there's, there's dipsy doodles and all of that. And what we've really come to realize on our own journey is the consistent thread that can, that takes that ball of yarn that moves on an upwards trajectory is through leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's really how our business has evolved. Um, we've been in the coaching space for about five years now, and we've been growing and scaling our business while we've been traveling the world for the last almost three years, which has been amazing. But yeah, that's, that's really been the big thing of this evolution is realizing that it truly is like 20% strategy. And I mean, we're people who, you know, are, you know, if we want to put a label on it, business strategists is part of, you know, one of the hats that we wear, but the leadership piece is like at least 80% because a lot of people don't have the grit or the guidance that they need in order to truly get to where they want to go. And they get really disconnected from their vision and their mission and why they even started in the first place. Um, So we like to be the bridge of the gap between personal leadership as well as business profitability, because we truly believe that business is the key to creating bigger collective shifts in our world. Like it's such a powerful tool for change. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's awesome that y'all been traveling. Like that's kind of the entrepreneurial dream is to be able to just sort of live the nomad life and go wherever you want to go and do whatever you want to do while still having this really successful, profitable 
business. And that's amazing that y'all probably get to help other people do the same thing and get to watch their businesses grow as well. And one thing that you said that I really wanted to kind of touch on was the fact that people kind of lose that connection to their why. I think that that's a big thing. And I've talked about on this podcast before, you know, that's kind of the thing that I found in my business was those times that I was struggling was when I got too far away from my why. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Like how can people stay connected to that? How can they make sure that they're really grounded in why they're doing what they're doing and the reason they started it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I'll share uh, a simple tool that we use every single day. But before we do that, it starts with ensuring that you're very clear on your why. Because what we're seeing so much from people with our clients and out there in the industry and the coaching space and all of these things, from people creating these businesses, is a lot of the time the why isn't the core why at their heart. And their why is being influenced by outside sources. Their why is being influenced by what they see on social media. Their why is being influenced by their family and friends. It's being influenced by the media, the TV, all of these things. And to have a successful, thriving business in today's fast-moving technological space, that why has to come from an alignment of what, what we like to say, your head, which is the logical side, your heart, which is the loving side. And your hara, which is an esoteric term for essentially your gut, your gut instinct. And when you get all three of those in alignment with your why, it's completely internal and it has nothing to do with outside influence. So that is the first thing is getting that alignment and feeling into the logical side, the gut side and the loving side of your why. And once you've, once you've come and developed that, and some people can get it right away, for other people, it's a journey. For me, it was quite a journey to get there. But once you have that why, which is essentially your truth, then you can go about ensuring that you're following in alignment with it every single day. And that brings me to the next point, the tool that I want to share with everyone. And that is honestly, at the start of every day, When you develop what you're going to do for the day, maybe you did it the night before, your top high leverage tasks that are going to move your business forward, the profitability piece, before you jump into any of that, it's actually consciously taking a moment and sitting down and sitting with your why and reminding yourself that, oh, I'm going to be doing these connection calls or I'm going to be doing this Facebook Live or I'm hopping on this podcast because of my why. What happens is people jump right into the task and day after day they're doing and they're creating and they're being and all of these things are occurring, but yet they're not actually sitting down and remembering why they're doing these. So that's a tool that we teach all of our clients and we've had drastically increased our results and our profitability by the simple act of taking five minutes, looking at our to-do list and determining that, yes, we're doing these things because of this bigger why that we believe. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. I love the fact that I'll do that kind of on a daily, sort of how it starts your morning. I've started getting into, you know, having a morning routine where I sit down and I, I journal a little bit about things I'm grateful for, like a gratitude journal. And I talk about, you know, things that have happened in the past day that I'm thankful for and appreciative of. And then I go into my reasons for what I'm, what I'm planning to do, you know, what kind of the same thing, my why I write them down as sort of goals, I guess, and sort of, um, I guess not really goals, but I guess just in sentence form, like these are my focus points. This is what I'm saying to keep me on track. And then I go into what I'm going to do that day. And so I love that that's part of your day too, that it's something that I think a lot of people, especially people listening to this that are busy moms and who their day starts off kind of chaotic anyway, remembering to have that time where you can sit down and stay focused and, you know, make sure you're on the right path because it's so easy to get distracted and forget about what the purpose is behind what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are running around, running their businesses, totally disconnected to why they started it in the first place, which basically leads to burnout, resentment, doing a bunch of misaligned stuff and busy work that doesn't actually move the needle forward as well. So what would you say to somebody who has their why? And maybe their why is that, you know, they're really passionate about a certain, um, helping a certain 
people, you know, whether it's, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody in business, but like, let's say it's even helping women look and feel good in their clothes they're wearing or whatever it might be. So how do you translate that why into a business or into a profitable, successful business? I think the big thing with that is to be solving a problem. Mm -hmm. So like when you identified, like, let's say like that their niche and their ideal client is somebody who just wants to feel really good in their clothes again, it's about getting to know that group of women or people like three to five levels deeper of, you know, what is that costing in their relationships? What is that costing them financially? How is that showing up in their day to day? Um, As somebody who's like personally been there and has lost like 70 pounds, like I know for me at that point in my life, it was showing up in all areas and it was costing me a lot. Um, So for me to take action to solve that problem and to hire a coach and do all these things, like I needed somebody to help show me that they knew what was going on for me, like even better than I knew it for myself. So it's about really getting to know those people and then showing how are you helping them go from where they're at right now to where they want to go. And like, what does that journey look like? And ultimately what's the ROI of doing that? Not only of great, like feeling great in our clothes, but that's going to translate to like a better sex life with your husband. It's going to lead to you being more energized at work and truly showing the transformation of what's possible. So if somebody is already running a business like that, but they're a little bit disconnected from that, then it's just as easy as talking to your people and getting more specific and really asking them like, well, what would, how would that change everything for you? Like, what is that worth to you? If someone's a little bit newer in their business and they're not quite there yet, it's still basically the same steps. You need to talk to other human beings and ask them those (laughs) questions and make sure that you're developing an offer or a program or a course or a seminar that actually gives people what they want while infusing it with what they need, right? Because like a lot of the time what people think they want, you know, maybe they think they need new diet isn't what they actually need. So it's about making sure your languaging and what you're putting out there is going to attract them in and resonate for them. And then you're actually able to help them see the bigger picture as well. Yeah. I think, you know, I talk on this, um, this podcast a lot about your ideal client and finding your ideal client. And I think that's the key thing there is that a lot of times, you know, we sit behind our computers and we think we know what our clients need or want, but having those conversations and really even conducting like little interviews with your ideal clients and figuring out, yeah, those deeper levels, that's where you're really going to resonate with them. And then I love what you said too, about the language of how you kind of are I guess selling your services is that you don't want to just sell what you're offering physically or tangibly. You want to sell the results. You want to sell what they're going to accomplish from whatever you're offering them. Yeah. It's such an interesting time right now because the world is coming into a global recession and with the rise of consciousness and entrepreneurship, there's more and more people entering this space as coaches and healers and product-based businesses who genuinely are heart-centered and want to help. And it's such an interesting time because it's really changing our whole educational paradigm. It's changing the way people think and interact with business. And there's also a lot of people whose hearts are in the right place, but they're not actually looking at the fundamental business skills. And they're not looking at things like positioning themselves as a must-have and not a nice-to-have. So they're missing that profitability piece, which is interesting because you know we really predict that in the next 12 to 18 months, at least 80% of the current entrepreneurs who are not where they want to be in their business and whether they're new or old, like they're not going to be able to make it work. And it's so interesting though, because there's so many, like a surge of people entering the space that two years from now, there'll be more people than there are right now, but they won't be the same people. And the thing that's going to make or break the people who do make it isn't even necessarily if they're more skilled, it's whether or not they're actually working on their business skills in order to get in front of the right people and support them properly. Cause there's lots of really skilled people, but they don't know how to market themselves. They don't know um, how to stand in their sales leadership. Like all of these really important things are what allows people to grow their business at this like really fragile time in the economy. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's so true. Cause I do, I talk to, you know, new entrepreneurs all the time and they have the skill or they have the product or the service they've created, but they don't have the business ability behind them. So how do y'all help 
uh, you know, entrepreneurs kind of gain those skills or gain that in their business so that they aren't those people who are going to end up kind of dying off? How do you ensure that they're the ones that will sustain through when others can't? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, this ultimately, well, it, it starts with what Jenna said, having a clearly defined ROI and solving a problem for, like you had said, your ideal your ideal client, we call them soulmate clients. That That's the fundamental essence of a business, regardless of if you're product-based or you're service-based. From there, it comes into, well, how do you communicate to them so that way you can bring people in, bring in quote-unquote quote, leads to people who want to buy and are interested in your products? And that is a very interesting space in today's, mm-hmm. today's online world because there are so many people doing that. And people are overwhelmed from Facebook ads. And there's so many different people vying for attention. So we often say attention is the most valuable currency out there. It's not money. If you have money, great. It's attention. It's like, how can you, how can you get what your offer in front of the right people and hold their attention with enough time so that they actually enroll into your programs or purchase your product? Yeah. And the thing that creates the attention is what we call relationships. (laughs) So actually human to human connection relationships, because that is like the missing thing. And that's what people are craving the most. They're overwhelmed online with information, with ads, with echo chambers of coaches and people sharing, you know, messages. But the big thing that is lacking is the actual conversations you know, people hoping that attraction marketing and hope marketing will bring in posting on clients and just posting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's the big thing is whether or not you have a, a conversation with somebody and they turn into a client now or in the future, or if they're sending you a referral or if you're collaborating together, like those are the simple actions that are going to move things forward because that's where the other paradigm is kind of flipped because five years ago, you could just automate everything. And people didn't really know any better and they weren't craving and they weren't as overwhelmed. So they would follow the funnel and they would purchase the thing without really having a lot of interaction. But people, people expect to have that interaction and there is no shortage of programs, courses, products. People are buying based on the person that they're buying it from. And and you can't really fully automate that. Mm -hmm. And the next piece that's very important and many of us think we're good at it, but we're actually not, is the sales leadership piece. The actual ability to move someone from a conversation or a connection, a quote-unquote lead, into actually a client and purchasing your stuff. And you don't... I'm sure you hear a lot, but so many people out there like, oh yeah, I'm good at sales. You know, I sold shoes. I worked at a flight agency and sold stuff. But the thing we have noticed time and time again is when it comes to selling your own service or your own product, most people don't know how to do it. And this is, it makes or breaks businesses. If, you, if you're inviting and having people enroll into your offers 10% of the time versus 80% of the time, it makes a huge difference on your profitability when you're at the 80% versus the 10%. And one of the things we work on, and quite frankly, we have developed so much within our own self on this journey, 
is the sales leadership, which is the ability in a sales conversation to communicate effectively and help move that person from standing in their smallness with their problem into stepping into their greatness with you into your transformational offers and your services. It's a huge gap that most people, most people getting into this space don't have the, the skill set to make it happen. Yeah. We always say that when you're talking to a, you know, quote unquote prospect, like either they're selling you on their smallness of, you know, why things are okay. You know, all the band-aids and micro solutions that they have, or you're helping to sell them on their greatness. Like it's not about selling your programs, your offers, your products. It's about ultimately sharing and inviting and enrolling them into their vision, as opposed to so many people think about getting the clients and enrolling to their programs, but that, that isn't really what people are buying at the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I love that. And so let's talk a little bit about, you said kind of, you talked a little bit the leadership part, but how else can people in their business sort of be a leader, be an expert, be someone that people want to connect with? Because you mentioned, you know, earlier that people are buying from people, not necessarily the business. And I think that's so true. And it's something I just had a conversation the other day about sort of relationship marketing and building that relationship and having that connection. And so if someone's listening to this and thinking, okay, that all sounds great, but how do I do that? What are some kind of touch points, some ways that they can build sort of that um, role as being someone that somebody wants to buy from? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing is someone is never going to buy from you if they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, and they don't feel feel validated. Like that is what connects people to you. Mm -hmm. So when you're going about and creating your content, your videos, your Instagram stories, you want to make sure whatever you're putting out is not coming from the lens of what you, like Jenna said, what you know they want, but actually dropping in and getting, speaking to their problems, their challenges and where they want to go. So we like to say putting up a, putting a lens of your soulmate client on everything you do before you hit post on your, your, you know, your blog or whatever you're putting up, making sure that when you read it back, you're reading it through the lens of your soulmate client. Yeah. Like we always say that almost everyone, whether they have a service-based or a product-based business, most of who people want to help in terms of their ideal client is a previous version of themselves to some extent. And what happens a lot in the online space is people people almost kind of forget where they were at and how they felt when they were at that current point on their journey. So they kind of start talking to it like, you know, one, two, three steps ahead of maybe where their ideal people are. So I feel like in terms of like that lens, it's like actually going back again, talking to your people and thinking like, where, where exactly were you at? What were you feeling? What did your day to day look like? at that point in the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And being very very cognizant of the type of languaging you're using, because what we see so much is like Jen said, when you're a little bit ahead on your journey, let's use an example of, let's say like a a transformational mindset coach. She may be working in the space of talking about hacking the quantum field and optimizing that thing. But someone who she's helping, who's three steps back, they're not going to resonate with, something about let's get into the quantum field, they're going to be thinking in terms of, oh, I want to have a breakthrough. So being very mindful of the language you use, we like to say it's called precise language and using precise language that resonates with your soulmate clients. And how do you find that out? You get, you find it out. Like you said, you get on the phone and you talk to them and you ask them like, is this a word you would use? Is this something you would do? So implementing that is very key. Another important thing on your stories, your content, you know, on your phone calls, on your lives, whatever you do is dropping into what we call being real, being raw and being vulnerable. And this ties back into the whole idea of human to human connection where people want to feel your heart. They want to know that you've gone through what they're going through. They want to know that you get them. They want to know that you're not some superstar influencer who has it all together with the perfectly manicured Instagram feed and the million dollar lifestyle People are, people are moving past that now. People are seeing through that illusion that has been sold to us. And they want to know that you're a real human beings with hopes and dreams and visions and challenges. They want to know that you're getting raw, that you're saying the things that other people are afraid to say. 
And when you do this, you do create a little bit of duality and controversy where you're not so polarizing that people are blowing up at you, but you're not sitting right in the middle because sitting right in the middle is never going to attract your soulmate client, which is, you know, a bit of a niche, right? Like you don't want to, if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. So when you're that with that raw piece, you're being, you're being vulnerable and you're being different. You're saying the things that other people are afraid to say. And that vulnerability piece, of course, is realizing that the leaders of today are not the leaders of yesterday. You don't have to go out, whether you're a man or a woman, with your battle armor fully on, ready to take on the world with your sword and, you know, your big shield up. You're you're allowed to. And in fact, you must, as a leader today in the business world, take those defenses down and be vulnerable, mm-hmm. show people your heart, share your truth. Like, you know, share that story that, you know, maybe that story of sexual assault that like you spent so time, so much time moving through or share that story about how you were living in a car, even though, you know, you've, you've come so far and being completely vulnerable. And that's, what's going to attract those people to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think some people, you know, have a fear around that, you know, they, they see other people doing it. And I know some of the people I've talked to, they kind of have this imposter syndrome feeling of, well, if I become too vulnerable and too raw, then they're going to see right through me and they're not, they're going to not want to hire me because X, Y, Z, because they don't think that I'm, you know, far enough along, or I still am struggling or I still am this and that. And I definitely think that's something that it's, it's obviously, you know, all in our heads. We all at some point probably feel like we, are living this sort of strange life of like people are looking up to you and trying to want to work with you. And you're like, well, who am I to have these people following me? But I know for me personally, when I started becoming more open and real and vulnerable on my own social media, and even just with in the person to person connections I have, and it made the biggest difference. And I started to feel less like I had to put up this front all the time. And it even allowed me just to kind of relax more and enjoy what I was doing more because I didn't feel like I had to kind of have this shiny facade all the time. And I think that that's such a nice feeling to have. And a lot of people are so afraid to kind of let, let that happen, but it's such a huge part now. And kind of going back to the idea of um, like the social media and the the person to person connections, I think there's just been this kind of pendulum switch. I can't say that right. Pendulum shift <laughs> or swing from one side to the other where everybody was so focused on, they wanted, you know, the less interaction possible. Let me just click a button and purchase something. And I don't want to have to deal with people. And that social media became this huge thing. And everybody was putting up these really pretty shiny fronts. And now it's gone the other direction where we've had too much of that. And now people are like, no, I want to see the real person. I want to have an actual interaction with a human being. I don't want to just sit behind a computer screen all day and you know, have these conversations with people I don't really have connections to. So I think that's a huge piece that people listening to this are going to take away from that. You need to make sure that the real you is coming through both online and in person. And it's not going to cause you to sound less like an expert. It's actually going to make you more relatable and more of a leader and somebody that people can connect with. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, 
where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah, yeah. And like to speak into that, I feel with the raw and the vulnerable piece, like that is what really builds what we call intimacy. And that is like that whole human to human connection. And then the other piece is the relevancy piece of making sure that it is speaking to where they're at now. It is, um, it's not just yelling at people of like, Hey, you're here. And this is where you need to go. Um, cause nobody likes to feel like they're being yelled at. And that's what a lot of people's content is doing. It's just like, this is where you're at. This is what you need to do. Um, join my thing or take this action. But there, there's a, a delicate way in order to, yes, speak into where somebody's at now, but leave them feeling empowered as a, a part of ba- receiving your content, whether it's watching a live, whether it's a story, if it's a post, if it's a blog, if it's meeting you in person, where you, it, you make that intimate connection and you make it really relevant, which builds the trust with them, but you leave them feeling like, wow, anything is possible. Like I now see my next step. I see what I can do. Like I see the higher level view. So the intimacy and the relevancy piece are really, really huge for people on their content. And it's, it's the kind of thing like you can't really do it wrong. Like there's no special formula of post at this time and post this many days a week. It's like show up consistently, move it into conversations, ASAP, you know, and whether that is somebody who's um, engaged on your content and then you send them a message. If you have a call to action and then they message you, if you're at in-person networking events, like the sooner you can move it offline, the better. And like the bridge to that is to have direct message conversations on your social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And we really feel like the big trend of conscious business Mm -hmm. and this whole shift next year is events, in-person events, whether you're hosting a local meetup group, if you're attending, if you're speaking, if you're hosting a mastermind, even if you have a product-based business and you're hosting like a sampler, but people are craving beyond the online. So to us, like the online is kind of that bridge to, you know, where you can nurture people, where you can meet new people, you can receive, you know, connections, referrals, collaborations, but it's all moving towards offline. Like Mm -hmm. it's such an interesting dynamic of what's unfolding. Yeah. The the people who are going to have successful, profitable businesses in 2020 are the people who are going to be able to start their connections online and move them offline. That, that is, that is the trend that people can sell out your group programs. You can sell out any of your coaching programs. You can sell your products. Like just think about it. Like if you're selling, you know, some organic makeup that you make, um, and it's the same price as one that in the store, that's the same price, very similar, but it's sitting on the store or you're sitting there having set up an event where you're there all day and you're telling people about it and you're shaking their hand and you're connecting with them. Who are you going to buy from? Are you going to buy from the, the brand that you don't know anything about that you know looks great? Are you going to buy from the person who has just spent 10 minutes talking to you about like their acne and how they went through this? And then they developed this, this, this thing, this product to work away from it. Well, 95% of the time, the consumer is going to purchase from the person who they had that offline conversation with because they feel connected, they feel seen, and they feel validated. Yeah, I think that's it's interesting because I I know it's so easy for us to look at how we purchase things and how we the process we go through as consumers, but then we get into the role of entrepreneur and business owner and it's like we forget all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so true because I, you know, I go to events all the time and networking events and I'm part of different events and I meet other business owners, other vendors and I'm like, "Oh, this is such a great product." And and I'm quick to recommend that product to somebody else. And 
I forget that on the business side of things, like that's what needs to be happening in my business too, not just as a consumer. So I think it's a great reminder. And I love the idea of doing events. I'm a huge fan of the events. What do you say to somebody though, that maybe their, um, their business is primarily online or it's not necessarily a local business as far as like doing events, do you still think that that's a great opportunity for them, even if they're trying to reach a broader audience than what's just local to them? Yeah, 100%. One of the big things I can say with events is because people are wanting the human-to-human connection more than ever, people will pay and people will travel to come to your events. And I know for so many entrepreneurs, it's like that is the dream for so many people for to travel and to host events and do all these things. So like, I, I honestly feel like it can be a part of almost everybody's business model should they want it to be. And I would encourage it to be because it is something that people are going to come to expect. Like they want to meet you in person. They want to be a part of it. So if that's something totally brand new to you, it's like, you don't have to start by hosting a hundred person conference, you know, in a different country. It's like start local or travel to a networking event and maybe do, do like speech, you know, like you, Mm -hmm. you don't have to start by even hosting your own events, but start somewhere. I mean, I know for us, we started with small local events and then we moved into retreats and just what, two weeks ago, we hosted our more recent retreat and that was a 10, uh, a 10 person week long event that we hosted in the mountains of Canada. And we had people come from Slovenia, from Europe, from New Zealand, from Bali, um, from the States, from Canada, and everybody came and met together. And it was like the most activating, amazing event. And I can truly say, even just from that recent event that we hosted, that that is way more powerful than any online program. Like to me, the online is the bridge both in terms of getting people to events to really experience the magic and have these huge shifts and breakthroughs, like whether it's business, whether it's personal development, relationships, relationships, like so much magic happens in person because people can't hide. And when you have people on online programs, you can get on the zoom calls, you can send them the modules, but we all know that a lot of the time when the day-to-day life is going on, they're still not playing at their hundred percent or they're not totally receiving the support. So to me, It's so magic to get to work with your people in person and then use your online to continue supporting them with the integration, the accountability, you know, teaching them the new skills. Like that's completely how we've over the years have shifted our business model from a hundred percent online to a little bit of in-person. And like now for next year, we're hosting like five or six events we have on our schedule and only one online offering. So it's completely flipped and I'm seeing that trend happen for a lot of people. And like I said, there's there's no right or wrong business model, but it's also paying attention to what do people actually want and what do people crave and that in-person is there. So, you know, whoever's listening to this, I'd really encourage you just to see how could you invite in some more in-person, even if it's just attending things yourself to start getting yourself at in-person things within your own country. You know, it doesn't have to be super crazy to start, but start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I love going to in-person things, but I'm going to a retreat next week. And I, that's kind of what I invest in my education wise is I'd rather do conferences and workshops and retreats than an online course or anything like that. Because while those courses are usually a little more, um, a little lower, well, sometimes lower price, sometimes not. And they're also more at your pace. There's nothing that compares to, like you said, that one-on-one, that connection. I've made some amazing relationships that way. I've, you know, like networked with people that way that we've collaborated, you know, and other things outside of that. You just can't beat that in-person connection that you get at those types of events. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You literally can't duplicate what's possible in person online. Yeah. And I know for me, it's even like the, you know, when you go to these retreats or these workshops and things like that, like they usually have a purpose and they have a topic or something that you're learning about. But to me, it's in the conversations you have outside of that, Mm -hmm. that the meaningfulness comes, you know, like you said, it's, it's those conversations, it's those little touch points where you are connecting with somebody on a deeper level than just, Hey, we're in this for the same reason, or Hey, we're both we both are photographers or we're both this or that or whatever it might be, you're now taking it to a different level. And that's where the real magic happens. Yeah. Like even as an example, like out of the 10 entrepreneurs we just had at our event, I think eight of them are current clients within uh, an online program that we have. 
And they, they all, so they were all mostly already connected to each other and they would like each other's Facebook posts. They would support each other. Um, you know, a few of them had like chatted in the DMS and, and they would support, but now that they've all been there in person, it's like now they're planning to get on weekly accountability calls on their own. Now some of them are collaborating and creating offers together. They're already planning a meetup in person, whether we're there or not next year to keep that momentum flowing to support each other. So the buy-in from them to actually do the work in our program is so much higher. And then to have the accountability where they feel like there's people who, I hope I can swear, like give a shit about yeah, each other, yeah. you know, and, and the buy-in of that community aspect is there online. Like they certainly were supporting, but it's like next level once mm-hmm. they've all met each other in person and, yeah. you know, there's way more referrals happening for each other there. There's way more connecting. There's way more collaboration. Um, and like whether whether you're listening to this and your ideal client is an entrepreneur or not, it's like your your ideal clients could be women who want to lose weight and they work at the grocery store. But even then, like you host an in-person event and they all come together, like they're gonna have so much more support and love for each other than if they just met in a Facebook group. Yeah. And that's gonna feel good for you. I know like I run a couple of Facebook groups too, and one of the things that I love more than anything is seeing the people that have come to that group find their own little connections within that group. That's mm-hmm. to me, it's one of the most rewarding things is to see that something that I created for the bigger purpose, you know, for me, it was finding connection with other, other women who were business owners and then seeing them kind of find their little groups of friends and their little connections and have meetups and have their own events. Like you said, the ones that came to your retreat that are having their own little meetups and stuff. Like as a business owner, somebody who is a leader, that's got to feel really amazing to see that you've kind of fostered that, that you've created, you know, created these other connections for people that may not have happened otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. It's total game changer. So speaking of Facebook, so tell everybody, I know y'all have a Facebook group. Um, So tell us a little bit about the Facebook group and then I'll definitely link to that in the show notes so that people can go and join if they want to. Sure. So if if you search it on Facebook, it's conscious leaders scaling to six and seven figures. So this is a place where people who are evolving their spiritual and conscious business, whether a coach, whether an earth keeper, an energy worker are coming together to talk about a lot of the bigger things going on within collective change and how we can utilize our businesses and our leadership to contribute to that. It's a very intimate space. There's a lot of people who apply that don't get accepted because we protect the intimacy of the container. And it's a place to come if you consider yourself conscious or on a conscious path with your spirituality and your business and you want to come in and ask and contribute to some of the hard questions. Like There are a lot of deep conversations going in there. It's a place that is very loving, but it's also a place that we hold people accountable. Accountable. Yeah. So it's, I would say equal parts, we would say leadership and conscious business. So talking about the high level strategies for those who are on their way to six figures, or for those who have hit the six or multi six figures, and they're growing into whatever their next level of leadership and profitability looks like. So we talk about strategy, talk about the leadership piece, and then bringing in that spiritual, bigger, conscious, high level conversation to take place as well. Um, and then there's some amazing things in there. We've got an, a guest expert training series that goes on in there. We have Spencer and I who comes in and we do our soul scaling and strategy sessions with Spenna. <laughs> so there's some awesome stuff that goes in there of both the, the teaching as well as the community and the connecting side of things in that community. Yep. I love that. That's awesome. So I had one more question for y'all. I saw something on your website. I was scrolling through your website earlier this week or this past weekend. And there was a term you used on it that says shiny thing syndrome. And I love that. And I've mm-hmm. talked a little about that. I know it's kind of a little off topic from what we were talking about today, but I want to kind of talk about the first second because I think a lot of people listening have fallen victim to this. I know I have. And it kind of goes back to that sort of sticking to your why and your path. But Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what that is and how you can avoid getting sucked into that shiny thing syndrome and stay focused. Absolutely. So we call, I like that shiny thing syndrome. We call it shiny object syndrome. Ah, There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. But essentially, this is a syndrome that is rampant with Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, both new entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that 
are, are starting to get their business to you know, sustainable profitability. And essentially what this is, is it's getting distracted and not staying in your own lane. Because we are in such a information overwhelmed space in the online, in, on online industries that it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to download a new PDF, to try a new strategy, to get this coach. And everyone, you know, when you're falling into shiny object syndrome, you're look, a lot of the time you're looking for quick fixes and you're not actually developing a plan and a strategy and seeing it through. Mm-hmm. A big symptom of shiny object syndrome is abandoning ideas that you've had for your business too quickly. Like one of the things we teach constantly in our programs is developing like what is the project that you should be working on that's most effective for your business for the quarter and then seeing it through. Because a lot of people, you know, they watch YouTube video like, great, I'm going to do this awesome LinkedIn strategy. And they do it for seven days. They do it for 10 days. And then it, they're not see, it's not this magic thing where all of a sudden they have 200 leads out of it because they're getting distracted. It's about like negating shiny object syndrome is about seeing things through for 60 or 90 days and making tweaks as you go, but not wholesale abandoning a strategy that, you know, 60 days before you thought was a good idea. Yeah. And, and one of the other things I can say about that is the whole idea of high leverage tasks, because people are doing so much of what Spencer's describing as busy work where it's and not sticking and seeing things through. So it's like, okay, I'm going to jump to this and then I'm going to jump to that because people are hoping for this magic pill when really the magic pill is human to human connection and actually sticking things through long enough that you have some data of what works and what doesn't work. So we always say like simplify down, simplify to amplify is something I love to talk about where choose your highest leverage tasks and then commit to doing them to collect this data. So High leverage tasks are things that are actually leading towards income creation. Um, So it's not necessarily about doing like a brainstorm and then doing this and then going to that. It's like it could be, um, but people need to simplify down because otherwise they're doing a whole lot of things, but none of them really effectively. So for it to be high leverage means that you should really only be focused on those few things and getting to nail them and do them really well. So that could literally be as simple as, um, say your focus is LinkedIn. Well, it's like actually showing up for an hour a day on LinkedIn and having genuine connections, genuine conversations with people and inviting people onto connection calls just to get to know each other more and see if there could be synergy there. Whether it's to move into a sales call, if it's to... Um, maybe you're getting a sales call with them. Maybe it's a referral, maybe it's a collaboration, but to actually do those things like that is like an example of a high leverage task. A high leverage task isn't, Oh, I saw like Betty down the street doing a summit. I should probably maybe host a summit. I think I'll do it in like three weeks because I'm a badass. It's like, (laughs) yes. And is it the highest leverage thing? Because the highest leverage thing isn't always the the thing that looks great on paper, you know, where it's like everyone is doing it, it. it doesn't mean it's wrong. And it doesn't mean it can't create clients and it can't create leads and it can't create growth, but for the time and energy input into it, is it actually as high leverage as if you were just on the ground talking to your people? And that's the kind of thing where I feel like people get caught in that shiny object because they're trying to find the magic thing that's going to yield the great, the greatest results but oftentimes it's coming from a place of ego or like not enoughness, you know, trying to prove that they're good enough, seeing what other people are doing instead of just staying in their own lane and like letting it be simple. Like I think it comes down to people's money story that people think it has to be really, really hard and they have to work really hard, you know, and there's all these factors instead of actually just simplifying the process and giving themselves the time and space to really nail it. Yeah. Yeah. A big thing is if, if regardless of whether you're product based, but especially if you're in the service based industry, if you are not creating consistent, like roughly like $15,000 a month with your programs and your offers, you don't need to be doing all of these shiny object things that you're being sold in your Facebook ads, the summits, the, you know, do this strategy, do that strategy, like to make $15,000 consistently a month is it's actually quite simple. It's identifying who your ideal client is, 
communicating the problem you solve and the transformation you have, going out and actually outreaching them and talking to them, getting them onto calls, bridging the gap and enrolling them into your transformational offers. And then, you know, delivering on what you've said, like you can, if you just follow that pattern over and over and over again, as he, as a healer, a therapist, a coach, whatever it is, you can create $15,000 quite easily without getting into all of the distractionism. Try this strategy, try that strategy. But to bring it all home and close off this, this beautiful conversation, when you're running that piece over and over and over again, the missing element a lot of the time is the leadership. The leadership to know that you can simplify. The leadership to know that just you'll keep doing the process again and again and again, even if it gets hard, even if it gets boring, even if you're still figuring out like, well, why didn't have any leads come in today? Even if somebody thinks you were being salesy, mm-hmm. you know, when you know that you were just coming from your heart, like all of those things, that means having the grit to keep going through it and readjusting and realigning as needed, but actually giving yourself an opportunity to see whether or not it is working and not just dropping it because one thing happened. Yeah. 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 I always try to compare it like to like a fitness journey. You know, if you go to the gym, you know, two weeks and that's it. And you realize, okay, well, I didn't get results after those two weeks. So I'm just never going to go to the gym again. Then it's never going to work for you. But yeah, if you stick with it and you keep going, even when you don't want to get up and go, even when you don't, and when you'd rather have that dessert instead of a piece of fruit or whatever, like it's the grit, like you said, I think that that's really a great example. And I think that's so true because there's a lot of times that people do, they just, they quit and they give up before they've really given something a chance to produce results because they expect these immediate you know, immediate results, immediate gratification. And it doesn't always work that way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank y'all so much. This has been so interesting. I love it. Y'all have such great information and advice, and I'm sure that everyone's going to be interested in joining y'all's group and getting more from y'all. So I will definitely share that in the show notes. Thank you again for um, chatting with me today. And I hope y'all have fun with all the adventures y'all have coming up in the next year. It sounds like y'all have a lot of things planned. I'm really excited to see where that takes y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kendra, for having us on and for the message that you're spreading out there in the world. We're so happy to have been able to contribute. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. We all have a wonderful day. You too. Cheers. A huge thank you to Jenna and Spencer for taking time out of their crazy busy schedule to chat with me and to share their thoughts on leadership and business with you. I know that they are doing incredible things in their business. They're helping other people through their mentorship program to grow their business. And I think they gave us some really great tips that we can use going forward. As I mentioned in the interview, I am linking to all of their websites, social media, freebies, everything in the show notes. So if you head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 33, you will have access to all of that. So you can keep up with what Jenna and Spencer are doing, follow along with their travels and maybe get in touch with them. If you feel like that they are leaders that you want to align yourself with. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. If you love today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.